Hello, everyone, and welcome to our preview episode of Into the Verse, the newest podcast out of Aleph Beta. I'm Imu Shalev, and I'm here with my co-host, Rabbi David Foreman. Rabbi Foreman, it is awesome to be here with you. Hey, Imu, how are you? I am so delighted to be a co-host. Great to be with you. Rabbi David Foreman is the founder and lead scholar at Aleph Beta. He's been an adjunct professor at Johns Hopkins University and a lead writer and editor for Artscroll's Talmud Translation Project. Rabbi Foreman is the author of several books in the Bible, The Beast That Crouches at the Door, The Queen You Thought You Knew, and The Exodus You Almost Passed Over. His latest book project is the Parsha Companion series, published by Magid, a division of Koran. Genesis and Exodus are currently available, with three more volumes coming soon. Rabbi Foreman spent his childhood years in the San Francisco Bay Area, where he reveled in the opportunity to hike in Yosemite National Park. He currently lives in Woodmere, New York, with his wife and children, but he's still game to head back to Yosemite at a moment's notice. So each week on this podcast, we're going to be sharing ideas on the weekly Torah portion, on Parsha, and on holidays, but we called it Into the Verse for a reason. Rabbi Foreman, why don't you talk a little bit about why we called it Into the Verse? A couple days ago, I was at dinner with a uh, philanthropist who's a collector of antiquities, and he was chatting about uh, an 11th century manuscript, which he had just purchased for quite a hefty sum of money. It was a complete Bible uh, written in Hebrew. So I said to him kind of teasingly, what if I told you that uh, in a cave about 30 kilometers out of Qumran, there was an incredible find. It actually was the oldest commentary that we've ever found on the book of Ruth. So he says, tell me more. That, that's really interesting. So I said, well, what if I told you that it was carbon dated to within 150 years of the time that Ruth lived? So now he's leaning forward in this chair. And I said, and what if I told you that we had actually found that the authorship is from somebody who is related to Ruth, actually a great-great-grandson, King Solomon himself, that King Solomon had actually penned a commentary on the book of Ruth. And he was like, no, I don't believe that. Like, there's no <laughs> way we found something like that. And, um, and I said, and what if I told you that all of us already have this on our bookshelves? It's actually part of the book of Proverbs that King Solomon wrote. And that really gets to the heart of what Alipeda is doing. What we're really trying to do is we're not making up commentary. What we're doing actually is, is almost archaeology. It's almost like we're discovering, we're seeking to discover commentary that exists within the text of Tanakh on Tanakh itself, the Bible commenting on the Bible. What we're really doing is going into the verse for insights about what the verses actually mean. Um, can, can you give me some examples of what that means? How is it possible that the Bible actually is a commentary on itself, right? If I open Mishle, if I open Proverbs, am I going to find some secret passage where Solomon is like, by the way, here's what was going on in the book of Ruth? Well, you will if you are attuned to the way the Bible does this. To borrow a different metaphor, if I said to you, what might the internet look like 15 years from now, internet 2.0? Well, if you could figure out the answer to that, you'd make a billion dollars, right? Like, what's the next great thing in the internet? So what if I told you the next great thing was a revolution in what hyperlinks can do? Right now, when you click on a hyperlink, you go from one place to somewhere else on the internet. But what if a hyperlink could actually do so much more? What if when I clicked on a hyperlink, it actually opened a window to give me a perspective upon the place that I'm going to go to, that I see place B on the internet from the perspective of point A? 
And if I really want to understand point B, then I can click to it from four or five different hyperlinks and get four or five different perspectives on something so I could really see it in all of its richness, really see it in all of its dimensionality. So you might say, well, Rabbi Foreman, that's just a pipe dream. You could invest trillions of dollars in the internet and not figure out how to do it. But I think it's actually already been done. What I'm talking to you really about is not the future, but the past. I think it was done 3,300 years ago. It was done without electronics, and it was done in the Bible. And the, the very thing which makes the internet so compelling to us makes the Bible compelling 3,300 years ago, but in a much more radical way. What I'm talking about here is one of the maybe 13 or so different methodologies that you'll see in Aleph Beta, but it's kind of intertextuality. It's the idea that the Bible will signal connections between texts. And if you really want to understand what's going on in the book of Ruth, there's signals encoded into chapter 31 of the book of Proverbs that say, I'm talking to you about the book of Ruth. Proverbs 31 begins with an ode to a woman of valor, but the word woman of valor, Eshet Chayel in Hebrew, it appears only one other time in Tanakh, and the only other time it appears is in the book of Ruth. It's the way Boaz describes Ruth. Now, if it was just that, you'd say it's coincidence. But as you go through chapter 31, you find over and over and over again this language that keeps on referencing these events in the book of Ruth until you actually come to the conclusion that at some level, chapter 31 is meant to be an interpretive overlay onto the book of Ruth. It's literally these hyperlinks. And all of a sudden, when you look at the two passages together, everything just jumps out into three dimensions in a remarkable new way. That's kind of... Wait, stop right there. Yeah, go ahead. That, that's actually a really incredible thing. Many of us say Eshet Chayel every single week on Shabbat, and we know that King Solomon is the author, but to consider the fact that Solomon is the great-grandson of Ruth, and that Eshet Chayel, those words, are referenced only one other time in Tanakh, really about his great-grandmother, that's incredibly compelling to see that those two things are connected, and your suggestion that that entire chapter is really a commentary on his great-grandmother's story. Yep. That's really cool that the Bible does that, that it actually, it talks about itself in that way. And it's not just there. Solomon didn't just make up that style of commentary. He saw it in the Bible. The five books of Moses itself does it. There's stuff in Leviticus that's commenting on Genesis. There's stuff in Genesis that's commenting on Exodus. It really is an interconnected web of information. You know, the sages talk about the Bible being infinitely deep. And you think, how can it be infinitely deep? There's a finite amount of words. I mean, there's only so much information that a word could have. That's true if you look at the words in and of themselves. But once they're interconnected, just imagine a web, like all these lines drawn across it, where sections of text are connected to other sections of text. Literally, you have something where the web of information contains something close to infinite depth. It's quite breathtaking. And I, I hope that listeners of the podcast will get a little bit of a taste of it. I hope so too. And do you mind if I share for a second why I'm really excited about this podcast? Absolutely. So for me, the way I used to approach Torah text was through the lens of commentators. So this notion that there is a really early commentator, that the Torah is a commentator on itself, is intriguing because... When I study text, I'm always hunting for, you know, my favorite commentator, the one that's going to give me the deepest insight or an inspirational Dvar Torah. But what excites me about this is that once you know that the Torah encodes its own meaning, then it makes you excited to jump into the verse and actually see what the Torah has to say about itself. And it really gets your mind turning. 
I remember at the beginning of Genesis, it talks about how Adam and Eve are arumim, that they're naked. And then the very next verse, it talks about how the snake is arum, he's cunning. It's the same words, and it's sort of the, the Torah is holding out a sign saying, hello, stop and interpret me. And when you know the Torah does that, it's sort of like a, a mystery, a little puzzle to play with and actually say, oh, I wonder why the text refers to Adam and Eve as naked and the snake as cunning in the same word. Is there some sort of relationship between nakedness and, and cunningness? And is that going to help me understand why the consequence of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil has something to do with shame over nakedness? It, it's just really fun to, to sit back and meditate on all the puzzles that the Torah affords and the, the meaning that emerges from them. So I'm excited to share that with our listeners. Well, Imu, I think it'll be a fascinating journey. And where this podcast comes from is from a, a really rather extensive library of material that we've put together, myself, Imu, a couple other scholars at Aleph Beta. Um, we put them together mostly as um, animated video presentations. Come check out at alephbeta.org. We're giving you a sample of this curated for you as you go shopping, as you're in a car, as you're taking an exercise walk, something you can listen to without having to use your eyes and ears together looking at an animated video. But if you find yourself intrigued by what you listen to here, I invite you to take a deep dive into the library at olivebeta.org and, and see where all this comes from. I think it's, it's uh, uh, something that you may find really um, tickles your curiosity and, and touches you in a way that's very spiritually deep and meaningful. And I'll just say one of the things I'm most excited about learning with you, Rabbi Foreman, is you have this ability to show us text in a way that, you know, we may have seen it our entire lives, but to see it in, in ways that are surprising, in, in a way you've never seen it before. So this is a Parsha and Holiday podcast. We return to these stories year after year but to find a new, fresh and exciting take. And for that fresh and exciting take to feel compelling, that's, that's pretty rare. Thanks for the compliment, Emu. It's ironic in the sense that it's rare on the one hand, but it's also all around us on the other hand. Uh, indeed, making stuff up using our creativity is actually not what it's all about. It's, it's not creating things. It's actually discovering what's already there. And what's already there really is already there. It's on your bookshelf. Just go and read it. And that's what we're trying to give you the tools to do. And when we read and listen carefully and uh, master the fundamentals of what is required of us to read and to listen, then our own creativity can ride on that and we can find ourselves enthralled with a world of meaning that feels like it's tailored to us because it is. God's talking to us and is asking us to engage our own mind around what it is that's being said. So join us every single week. At the very least, you'll have an incredible piece of Torah to say at the Shabbos table or at your holiday table. At the very best, we may just transform your relationship with biblical text and your relationship with God. I wish you guys a very happy listening. Please subscribe to Into the Verse wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends and family about us. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a rating or even write a brief review to help other listeners find us. The three most recent episodes of Into the Verse are free to listen to on your podcast app, while the archive of back episodes is a perk for paid members on the Aleph Beta website. Aleph Beta members also receive each week's Into the Verse transcript directly to their email to print or read online. 
That's handy dandy for Sabbath reading. You can find much more outstanding Torah on Aleph Beta's website at av.video. Join the growing number of our paid subscribers who have full access to thousands of videos and podcasts on the weekly Parsha, holidays, and big ideas in Judaism. Thank you so much for listening. 